My name is Richard Cooper. I'm head of chemical crystallography in the chemistry department. Um, here in chemical crystallography, we have uh, single crystal X-ray diffractometers, which we use to allow us to see the shape of molecules at an atomic level of detail um, and in three dimensions, just like these plastic models here. This technique um, is fundamental for discovering and checking the, the shape and connectivity of molecules, and it's used by researchers in this department. It can be used to find chemical structure and shape of natural products, of pharmaceutical, pharmaceutically active molecules, um, and also to study the behaviour of materials at various temperatures and pressures. X-ray crystallographers have just been celebrating some important centenaries. Um, in 1912, the very first X-ray diffraction experiment ever was carried out by um, von Laue, Friedrich and Nipping in Germany. Um, and in 1913, just a year later, the uh, Braggs, father and son Braggs published uh, an explanation of the maths that described how this experiment worked. Uh, and that really led to a century of X-ray crystallography where there have been uh, some incredible discoveries made, um, including the structure of penicillin, the structure of vitamin B12, uh, and even the structure of DNA. So how does it work? Um, the technique depends upon two separate things. The first is a property of the crystals themselves. Crystals consist of millions and millions of equally spaced molecules, perfectly aligned um, and uh, repeating throughout the crystal. The, the molecule could be sucrose, um, it could just be a chemical unit like sodium and chlorine in salt, or it could just be carbon atoms like in diamond. The second thing is the diffraction of light. Um, X-rays are just a form of light with a very short wavelength. That wavelength is about 10,000 times shorter than the visible light we can see around us. Um, and when we shine that X-ray light on a crystal, um, it's scattered by the electrons within the crystal. Um, and so you may have seen um, a, a ripple tank where you have two sources of waves in water uh, and they cause interference with each other. In some directions, the waves cancel out uh, and you have uh, no, no waves in that direction. In, in other directions, they reinforce each other. Uh, and that effect is diffraction in action. And it's exactly the same in a crystalline material, except instead of two sources of um, diffracted waves, we have millions and millions of them because of this property of the crystal. So we shine x-rays on the crystal. Each of the atoms acts as a source of scattering waves and they interfere with each other. And they do so so that the reinforced beams are very narrow and we can measure them as spots on the detector. We collect together these intensities, all of these diffracted beams, and they tell us something about the spacing of the atoms within the crystal. Um, and using a computer model, then we can construct a model of what the electron density is like inside the crystal and therefore we can see how the atoms are arranged in that material. So the research here in crystallography focuses on developing and testing methods, uh, both experimental and computational, that can reveal even more information about the structure of materials. For example, uh, we can take this whole X-ray diffraction experiment to a synchrotron X-ray source where we can tune the wavelength of the X-rays that we're shining on the crystal um, and that allows us to differentiate between very similar atoms within a structure. So for example, uh, an a copper ion can have a charge of plus one, plus two, or even plus three. Uh, and by doing these very careful experiments, we can distinguish where two of those occur in a structure, we can distinguish which is which within the crystal structure itself, which can be very important for understanding the, the properties of that material. 
So crystallography works very well for materials that are well crystalline, but we esti estimate that fewer than uh, one in 10 materials actually forms crystals easily um, uh, under ambient conditions. So the rest of those materials might be liquid at room temperature, they might be amorphous gels um, or oils. One development we're particularly excited about um, is using the information from the hundreds and thousands of crystal structures that are out there in the world um, and using that information to predict whether a certain molecule will be crystalline or not. And for those that are not, we can then work out how to modify them in order to make them more crystalline. In summary, X-ray crystallography is an incredibly powerful technique for revealing the three-dimensional atomic structure of materials uh, and this allows us to see the shape of molecules.